Hometown Ghost Stories contains serious and often distressing events and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, everybody, to Hometown Ghost Stories. Tonight, we are reviewing the movie Trick or Treat, not to be confused with the movie Trick or Treat. And the one we are doing is from 2007. I am your host, Rob. I am joined, as always, by Dave Wilkins. What's going on? And also Jesse Wilkins. How are you, friends? They're brothers! Oh, my God. Update. Big update one year later. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> so Trick or Treat is the movie tonight. Just a quick uh, disclaimer. This review will be full of spoilers, just like all of our other reviews. And spoiler for the rest of our reviews, all of our reviews will be full of spoilers. But if you haven't watched Trick or Treat yet... We're going to say trick or treat, but it's trick, yeah, say letter it. R. We're going to say it the way it's supposed to be said. It's trick or treat. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, make sure you go see this one. It's a banger. And you can actually go see it in theaters. It's being released in theaters for the first time right now. We try to do these as evergreen, but if it's, you know, if you're wa- listening or watching this as this comes out, it is going to hit theaters for a few days. So, Dave, why don't you hit us with a synopsis for this movie? Trick or treat is a synopsis. 2000 synopsis trick-or-treat is a 2007 american anthology horror comedy film written and directed by michael doherty and produced by brian singer the film stars dylan baker rochelle eights anna paquin and brian cox it relates four halloween horror stories with a common element in them sam a trick-or-treater wearing orange footy pajamas with a burlap sack over his head the character the character makes an appearance in other stories whenever one of the other characters breaks a Halloween tradition. So, I've watched this movie pretty much every single Halloween since I it first came out. Yeah. And, um, well, not since it first came out, since first Rob told me about it, which was uh, probably close to when it first came out. And um, I just love this movie. Quick, we already warned you about the spoilers. Spoiler alert, this is my favorite surprise vampire movie of all time. <laughs> it's definitely the best one. And uh, where the hell are the vampire? Vampire means surprise werewolf movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. Pitch with a curveball, <laughs> real quick, off the bat. Um, what's funny about this movie is how it's become like an absolute cult classic, and it was originally just hated by the studio, off the bat, and nobody wanted to make no nobody wanted to let these guys make this movie, and uh, when it finally did come out, everyone just absolutely loved it, myself included. Um, if you've watched these horror movie reviews before, you know that I'm a sucker for short horror films. And this is basically just uh, a compilation of short horror films that are all kind of strung together. And um, every single one is excellent in its own way. So, so um, I don't know how you guys want to do this. You want to. I just want to piggyback off that a little bit because this movie was, I believe it was supposed to come out in like 2005 or 2006 or something like that. I don't remember the exact year, but. As you said, the studio hated this movie. They didn't even give it a theatrical release. And it kind of just went to film festivals for two years and just sat there until they finally like quietly released it on like a DVD release. And this is back when people were buying a ton of DVDs still in that heyday, like, you know, the mid 2000s. And like you said, it just started picking up more and more and more steam. I remember the commercials for it. So they had commercials coming out 
for this movie on other DVDs where they were advertising it. And I was always wondering, I'm like, that movie looked like it was going to be fun. Where did this movie go? And then finally, two years later, I was like, looking at a shelf, I'm like, when did that come out? I thought it was like, I remember seeing trailers for this movie. And uh, yeah, that's kind of, it's like a real weird story for this particular movie that ended up being a cult classic. Yeah, I feel like that's the case with a lot of uh, horror movies, particularly horror movies um, that were just, the studio hated them. And then it came out and everyone loved them. They turned into cult classics. I think Evil Dead was one of them like that. And, uh, or they couldn't get, you know, they, I mean, Evil Dead was like, with like no funding and whatnot. But right. anytime like the studio hates an idea, I feel like the directors are like, good. <laughs> that means yeah. it's going to be good. Right. And uh, it's usually like, because the studio sucks. The studio sucks. They, they, they just want what they think is going to be mainstream. They Unless want you're going to make our like. movie, then you're great. Studios. What's that? Unless they're going to make our movie, then. You know, you're you're a great studio. Yeah, we love the studios. What I was just saying is like <laughs> how much we love the studios and all their ideas are really good. Uh, we don't have any movies in the works, so yeah. So this this movie never went to theaters. You you said it's coming to theaters soon. Yeah, they're releasing it this year in theaters for like a limited run. They finally like got their shit together. So this this movie was made off a twelve million dollar budget and it basically broke even when all was said and done after like the DVD release and the Blu-ray sales and everything. So it's like if you just put it in theaters, this movie would have been a smash. Everybody right. loves the movie. Right. <laughs> so, and it's like, you know, a $12 million budget is nothing to sneeze at. I mean, like, this was a very, very well done movie. I mean, the effects were great. It, there wasn't a single thing that I was like, ooh, that didn't even really work. Like, even the surprise werewolf scene, which should have been really bad, actually, they still pulled it off. It was so, awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> Everything is awesome. Um, Any other movie, that scene is awful. In this movie, it was awesome. So it was yeah. like, with what they had, they still made a great movie. It's just, it's just mind-boggling to me that, they, that the studio didn't want to make money off of this because they would have so let's jump into the movie the one thing that well to wrap that little conversation up i own like three or four blu-rays and that's it and this is one of them this is like one of four movies i own on blu-ray because i love this movie so much but uh so like that kind of gives you a little hint at where my star rating is going but um yeah let's get into it let's start at the beginning where they start by like showing you like the town basically and they start with this couple that's walking home they give you that old school trick-or-treating yeah it's it's all great stuff and then they start telling you about the rules of halloween and it's exposition but it's done really well i love that opening scene and i'll let you take it from here dave but this i I think they really set the groundwork for this movie great in the opening yeah and uh like i was saying it, it gets real john carpenter vibes i got at least um you kind of saw like you get that same feeling that you got with it follows when that with that opening scene i think mm-hmm. these two opening scenes are, are very similar and um these are all short stories so you want to the, the ideally you want them to grab you quick and this this one does so this opening scene with the two um trick-or-treaters and the the girlfriend basically just what doesn't like how she's like i hate halloween right and uh that's she broke the first rule of halloween is you don't say you don't talk about halloween the right. second rule of Halloween is you don't talk about Halloween. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, so, uh, she says she doesn't like Halloween and the boyfriend goes inside and she starts ripping all the, <laughs> the decorations down. Well, to, to clarify, the rule that she broke was taking down the Halloween decorations before Halloween was over. Right. Right. It wasn't right. that she no, hated I was, Halloween. I was, making, was, I was making a fight club joke. I just wanted it was to tie a, it in there. It just didn't hit home. <clears throat> I don't know. What do you want from me? I'm not funny. Jokes. Apparently less <laughs> fight club jokes. <laughs> Uh, I'm doing an English accent next time. Yeah, oh, please, I guess we'll do. 
Um, but yeah, so she breaks the rules by tearing the Halloween decorations down and she pays dearly for it in a really gruesome kill scene. And, you know, it happens right in front of a bunch of trick-or-treating kids, which is extra hilarious. <laughs> and he basically comes out and finds her just uh, dead and like impaled on the fence out there. And it was uh, pretty well, cool. He first, he first like saw her limbs dangling, but wasn't right. sure if they were Halloween decorations or not, right. which was pretty right. cool. Um, yeah, and that sets the tone for this movie. And then we get into kind of the first story, which is the principal and his son, right? That's that's how they open it. And what a great opening story because the twists and turns that this one takes is pretty amazing, I think. Um, Jesse, I'll let you start jiving on this one. It, it, was, it was a crazy scene. And the, the craziest twist was obviously at the end. So you got the little kid who looks like a bully. I think it's the kid from... Um, Bad Santa. Bad, Bad Santa. Santa. Yeah. So he's just basically that. And there's always one of them, you know, the kid that goes up to the house where there's a bowl of candy and says, take one. And of course, he's just taking fistfuls of candy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And um, yeah, I thought you were going to say the biggest twist was that it was Principal Wilkins. I thought that's where we were I, going. That's, that's also where I thought you were going with it. <laughs> yeah. A lot, of, a lot of Wilkins is going on in these uh, stories lately. Yeah. The episodes and the horror movies and everything. But yeah. We're so you have demand. We are indeed. So, uh, yeah, that, that was played by uh, Dylan Baker. He played Stephen in the movie. He was the principal. And he was kind of a recurring character throughout actually a few of these stories. And he is excellent in this movie. He plays this part. I think everyone in this movie particularly plays their part well, but him specifically is like incredible. And the one thing I just want to bring up as we go through these stories is even though we're focusing on the one story, they do a great job of interweaving some of the other stories throughout the narrative. As you're exactly. watching this one, like you still see the girls trying on the um, costumes in the beginning of this movie for the uh, Anna Paquin sequence. You see the neighbor, which comes back to play later when he's in the backyard, burying the body um, for the not even the kid that we were just talking about. You guys, did you guys realize that's a different kid that he's burying in the backyard? I, there was a, it was also a pit of there, there was a few bodies in that uh, right in that grave too, right. But the one that he's burying in particular right there is in a clown costume, so it's a completely different kid that he's that he's burying than, <laughs> he's than the real kid. Yeah, he's a serial killer. He's killing these kids on Halloween, and uh, yeah, I do but, like how they 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 sell him as a serial killer to open it, but you find mm-hmm. out why he's a serial killer as the movie goes on. Right. Which I think is pretty cool. And this one, like this this storyline in particular, interweaves throughout the whole one really nicely. Yeah. They all do, but this one in particular, I thought, kind of yeah. weaves through the best. And did a we'll good job tie, tying it where he's, you know, burying the body, and then you have the interaction with the neighbor. And uh, my favorite line from that is when the neighbor's like, what are you doing back there? Burying bodies? Which is exactly <laughs> what he's doing. And uh, meanwhile, he's having the struggle with the kid in the clown costume or whatever, and yeah. he's just beating this kid to death with a shovel, <laughs> which like should not be a funny scene at all. But it was, it was still comedy. Like it was still right. It was still funny. It's a good point. It it's a good observation. Awful. Yeah, because like it, you can screw that up and make that scene. If you're trying to make it funny, you could really blow it, and it could be not mm-hmm. funny, and end up going end up being worse than it would have been if you weren't trying to be funny. But the way they're able to take that and um, make it funny really shows off their artistic talent of the yeah. team that put this movie together. Throws and the that, to the dog to distract it. Yes, that was great too. And then we get into his son coming out and starting to like call out to him and this annoying kid. And you just see him being like a father, like just being so stressed. And he's just like, oh, my God, he hates his kid. 
Like his kid's just like annoying the shit out of him. And you see him eventually grab the knife and you think he's going going to go after his own kid with a knife. And then you get the big twist at the end where they go into the basement and they want to carve the pumpkin. And the pumpkin is the big kid's head. And he says, he's got to start with the eyes. And it's just such that whole narrative. Yeah, it was it was extra twisted because the kid was excited to carve the right pumpkin, quote unquote. Right. And the pumpkin is just a human head. So big, he's, uh, oh, that shows you that he's done this before. It's not the first time he's doing mm-hmm. this with them. Um, so it is like this family tradition of serial killers, and they're all pretty tapped and twisted. Phenomenal. Yeah, just phenomenal scene. I mean, to, to follow up the opening scene with that, it was, it was, was great. And, um, and then we transition. Where does, it, where does it take us next? Well, I believe the next one is the next one, the school bus. I think so. Or there might be some Anna. Is, when is Anna Pack when so she comes in? They're tying that in pretty throughout, but I believe it's the school buses next. On yeah. The, on I mean, we don't pack. have to go through the exact timeline right. of the movie. We have this problem with these movie reviews where we we describe the entire movie from start right. to finish. <laughs> so I think we just hit on some of our favorite yeah. um, scenes yeah. from the movie and, and how they tied it in. But so you well, have. I'm pretty sure. So like just the expand upon that point i believe this happens first because you hear werewolves in the background of this scene they they hear all the kids hear the werewolves and you're like oh they hear wolves and then you find out later who those werewolves oh, were oh you know i didn't even notice that i've seen this there's actually little well. so have you how many times have you, have you seen the movie once jesse i have seen it i think three times now Oh wow! Wow! So you're picking up. Are you picking up now on? The, see, you, I know you just watched it a week ago. So it's pretty good. Um, you're picking up on all like the little Easter eggs from the werewolves. Oh, a week a week ago was not my first time seeing it. You guys had told me to watch this like a couple of years ago. So oh, okay. I did. I did watch it, and then I watched it again, and then I watched it again like yesterday or the day before. Right. Regardless. So my point is like uh, the second and third and fourth time I watched this movie. Every time I watch this movie, I pick up on another like werewolf Easter egg because they dropped them all over the place in this movie, and mm. a couple of them are really funny. Like um, when she knocks on the door and says, let me in, in uh, as <laughs> was, was one of them that I thought was good. And um, of course, now that I'm, I'm drawing a blank on them, that's, that that's interesting. And now I'm going to have to look for it. So I mean, I, I mean, she's Little Red Riding Hood. That's right. That's the biggest that's another one. one. Yep. So she's there's there's this whole scene where she's being stalked as Little Red Riding Hood through the forest. And like Little Red Riding Hood would be uh, from the wolf. Although the twist is you think that it ends up being a vampire, but the twist to that twist is that she's actually the werewolf. Mm -hmm. And what you don't realize during one of those scenes where they're all in the woods, I know we're jumping around, which is fine. Um, All the bodies, all the guys are already dead as they're having these conversations and stuff. Like if you look around, all of the guys are already dead, (laughs) like for the most part. Yeah. You think some of them are like drunk and passed out. Yeah. uh... They're like, oh, we have we have one for you, and it's yeah. like you think it's like a guy to hook up. You think their conversation the entire time because they never let on that they're werewolves unless you're picking up on the little hints. But you think that she's just going to this party to try to lose her virginity, and they're all making fun of her for being a virgin. In all reality, they're making fun of her for not like I don't know eating her first person or something, right? Or whatever right. it is that werewolves do. Yeah, so, um, and uh, a fun little. Oh, fun little tidbit on that scene is the guy that they got for her, the big guy in the baby suit. Did you guys both see 13 Ghosts? Yeah. The movie. So the same guy that plays that big baby was the guy that played like the big son ghost in 13 Ghosts as well. Oh. So that's a little that's fun cool. callback. So 
I enjoyed that as well. We got to go out. back and re- while we're talking about it, we got to re- go back and review Thirteen Ghosts. I want to go back and rewatch that one because I remember not liking it, but I keep seeing people like rave. Really? About it. Yeah. Yeah. You got to rewatch it. I. It's it's an enjoyable movie. It's one of the ones that I do enjoy from that decade of like bad horror movies. There are some gems in there. I think that's one of them. Um, yeah. So let's get to the kids with the with the pumpkins as as the next little one that we go through we kind of hit on that werewolf scene and again you kind of see some of the stuff going on throughout all of this that are tying in like i said the werewolf sign uh werewolf sound and this one with the kids is something that i don't think a lot of people pick up on but each scene is intertwining somehow with some of the other ones uh so these kids they are trick-or-treating they are setting up a joke to be mean to this girl that has carved all these pumpkins she's a little different than the rest of the kids um she has like you know she's got some social social um anxiety and stuff and they're gonna play that against her which you know is kids we've talked about this before kids are cruel and kids do this type of stuff yeah so they invite her out to trick-or-treat with them and she brings her pumpkins and what they end up doing is going to these quarries and they start telling the tale of this bus that went over the edge and if one of you want to jump in you can go ahead and tell that story a little bit yeah so it was was an elaborate prank that these kids set up at this location where they tell this tale that sounds like a far-fetched tale of basically this school driver who drove a bunch of mentally challenged kids to this quarry basically the families they were sick of raising their kids or dealing with them or whatever so they all chipped in money to pay off this bus driver to drive these kids off a cliff and into the quarry so uh, he does so. There's a bit of an uprising in the bus that they show in the flashback scene, which is really well done. And basically, so the well bus, done. yeah, the bus still goes over, but the bus driver was apparently inside of the bus. The, maybe, uh, maybe he wasn't. We'll figure that out later right. on. The the kid going wrong way, wrong way. Um, you see all these kids chained up on the bus, but they're all pretty docile. So this must have been something that they normally done, which is cruel. But this was part of their normal thing. So all of them are just sitting there getting ready to go and then they start driving a different direction and the one kid in the dracula costume is going wrong way wrong way and it's really unsettling like like watching this kid go wrong way and that's part of the greatness of this movie is it intertwines comedy and like some real uneasiness throughout it and this is probably one of the most uneasy scenes of the entire movie so he's going wrong way wrong way wrong way and he's trying to like get loose and and get off the bus and then we see how this ends with them going off the quarry and into the lake yeah uh, so they they pull up or they they arrive i mean they walk to this quarry or whatever these kids in like present day and yep. they all go down this little elevator shaft thing uh, mm-hmm. which takes them down into the quarry and sure enough that school bus is actually still sitting there and then the kids have this big elaborate prank set up, which I thought was a little bit too elaborate, but that still didn't take any points away from me from this movie where their costumes were, they were just too good at this. And, um, and they basically scare the living hell out of this girl. Yeah. And what, what were you guys said? Did you think that was a little, a little too good? Cause I, I felt like too it was too good. good, too good of a prank for these kids to be able to pull off. It was just too well done. In my opinion, the costumes were too good. The kid with the bloody, sausageness you know like whatever he had like he had that looked like his intestines i feel, I, I just felt like it was I, I knew it was a prank because you could see where the scene was going mm-hmm. but i just felt like for for a bunch of like 12 year old kids they did way too good in this the scene f- movie wasn't going for like 
practicality though so it's like you have to so in this movie when they have like vampires and werewolves and just wacky stuff going on you know it's a it's a half comedy half horror movie you got to suspend your disbelief a little bit right so i'm not going to pick apart like well that doesn't seem like a, an accurate um portrayal of kids playing a prank in the same movie where there's vampires and werewolves i i think it's Most fine of. like because because it, it's not like it was a spur of the moment prank this was something they had set up so yeah. like as you're saying that it's set up if they were doing this like spur of the moment like they're like oh let's go down this elevator shaft and we'll act like we're dead and stuff and they just have all this stuff then sure, like I would definitely agree with that. But where the fact that this was a clear setup the entire time, this is what they were going to do. Like, all right, maybe they had some of the stuff. It's dark, it's misty, so it's going to look a little more visceral, I guess. I mean, again, again it, did, it, didn't take, so, it didn't take anything away from the movie for me. I right, was just, right, it was just right. a simple observation. We have to go. Yeah, through. I gotcha. Just to shoot, like the the short answer to your question, we like if this was a movie where they weren't going for funny or supernatural or just just supposed to be like a practical horror movie. Yes, I would agree with you 100. Like it's too much. But this movie is more just like a fun horror movie. It's so meant stuff to be like too that much. doesn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So at this point, you know, they've played this prank on her. The one guy feels a little bit bad about it, but he still went through with it. So like you kind of, you kind of are supposed to feel a little sympathetic for him when shit hits the fan, but you kind of don't because it's like, well, you still went through with this. And yeah, I mean, I feel like he was also, I feel like that was part of the ruse though. Like, like when he showed up to her house, he's like, I really like your pumpkins. They needed her pump, her pumpkins for the prank. They needed her for the prank. And if right. no one's being nice to her, she's not going to go along. So I think that kid was bullshitting the whole time. Well, but I, but, was but I, that way afterwards though. Yeah, true. True. So but I think I'm glad the point of him was to show that even though he was remorseful, he still went along with it. Or despite the fact that he was remorseful, he still mm -hmm. broke the rules. Right. I think that's that's exactly what it is. So and then after all this, this elaborate prank, the kids from the bus start coming out of the lake and going after these kids that have now broken the rules of Halloween, where they smashed a bunch of the pumpkins. Right. Is that isn't that what happened mm -hmm. um, down there? And uh, they pay the ultimate price. And you don't feel too bad for them because they seem to be kind of shitty kids. I don't think they probably should have died over it. You like, don't think they deserve to be murdered horribly? <laughs> I, I mean, I guess yeah, it's not. It's a fun Halloween movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so they, they get taken out by the kids. And the one girl that, that they played the prank on, she goes back up the elevator and she has her pumpkin with her still as she's going up the elevator. So she's adhering to the traditions of Halloween. As she goes up, she passes by Sam. And that's another thing that you see in all these scenes. Once something has happened, Sam is there to um, indicate, you know, that yeah. that somebody has broken a rule of Halloween. And Sam gives her a pass because she followed the rules. It was, it right. was, an, important, it was an important scene. Right, exactly. Um, and I think that brings us to the neighbor so it ties back all the way around and we go and we see what was happening at the neighbor's house because we've already touched on the werewolf scene which was next um and then we get to the to the neighbor of principal wilkins just before who, before we go into that because we didn't mm -hmm. briefly touch about vampires and the werewolf scene the most important thing that this movie did was make the vampire not be a real vampire because right when i was watching i was like oh they really had to mix in a stupid like vampire and then it turns out that's just the principal again 
and yep. he's just got this mask on, so obviously you don't recognize him. And I was so glad that it wasn't a real vampire, and he just gets absolutely dominated by these werewolves. Oh, so, yeah. So we should probably just, touch on that, because I that do, scene's great. Real quick, I want to push a little bit back on the stupid vampire thing, because vampires have only been stupid for the past, like, 10, 15 years. Before right. that, vampires were the coolest Halloween this, monster. Yeah, but this wasn't a cool vampire. It was, it was like, I, I just, I didn't like the the vampire character. I was just glad that when they killed him, I was like, oh, that actually makes it so much better that mm. it was just a Halloween costume. You got to remember that he's also still a murderer. Like he still murdered a girl in that vampire costume and then just laid her dead body down next to a bunch of drunk people or junkies or whatever. And yeah. she blended right in. And because it's Halloween, it, it he just gets away with it. No one, no one bats right. an eye at it. Oh yeah. Like she's, she's bleeding from the neck. That's a cool costume. It was, it was yep. a very cool scene. And when the tables are turned on him, that scene is amazing. So he's basically torn limb from limb and he's just laying there, right? And he's looking around and he's seeing everything and he's realizing what's going on. And the the murderer has become the hunted one. And I think she even does the whole um, my, my, what big eyes you have thing or something like that, which is which is amazing. So, yeah, kudos to that whole scene all around. The transformation scene is great on that, too. Like you were saying earlier, you were like, yeah. some movies, transformation scenes don't work. I thought between doing the eyes, the the change of, like, these these sexy women that are ripping the, the literal flesh off to become these werewolves, and then the animatronics instead of going for CGI, thank God they did it that way. Yeah. Thank God they didn't go the CGI direction. Yeah, 2007 they, was not a good time no. with it for uh, CGI. So they did use a little bit of CGI in it, but it was just to touch on a few of the things, and it's not it's not noticeable at all, in my opinion. So. Oh, right, but to try and tackle something huge like a right. werewolf transformation right. scene, that would have been awful. Gross. It would have been terrible. So I'm I'm really happy for the way they did it, especially because there's been werewolf transformation scenes from the 1940s that were great, that were done really well based on the limited technology. If you go back to the Lon Chaney werewolf movies, mm -hmm. that was great. Um, American werewolf in London did a great yeah. transformation scene as well in the 1980s. So if you were going to try to do one with CGI, it would have just like killed the movie. Anyways, let's jump into the last scene real quick, which is the neighbor of principal Wilkins who is pretty much not into Halloween, doesn't like trick-or-treaters, and I'll let you take it from here, Dave. Yeah, so this guy, is, uh, he's your typical curmudgeon just sitting in on Halloween, doesn't want to interact with his trick-or-treaters or anything, just a grumpy old man sitting in his chair. And um, he was playing tricks on the kids, though. So they, they asked trick or treat, and he has his dog scare them away with his little DJI mask. So he, he wasn't necessarily breaking the rules here, but he certainly... Got what was coming to him was the final twist in the movie. Right. right. And the so, final twist in the movie was the knock at the door, and he opens the door, and it is our little character Sam standing at the front door. Yes. So at this point, you don't really know what Sam is yet. You just know that he's there and that he keeps showing up, and you're like, all right, well, he's here, so this guy's fucked. And um, he was. So um, he do, you wanna, do you want a little interesting tidbit real quick? Sure. Do you remember the opening scene, one of the opening scenes where the little kid is trying to look underneath the changing area when the girls are trying on the costumes? Yeah. that I'm pretty sure that's the kid that plays Sam throughout the movie. So, fun little, oh. fun little Easter egg <laughs> that, there. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. That is yeah. pretty funny. Yeah. So, you can go ahead. I just figured I'd throw that out there while I was thinking about it. Sam was played by Quinn Lord, by the way. 
That was yes. the kid who was walking around with the right. Sam stuff. But when they took off his mask in the this final fight scene, it certainly wasn't Quinn Lord under that mask. It was a <laughs> crazy pumpkin demon monster. Yeah. Was that, um, are they paying homage to Pumpkinhead there? It, really it does. Look, it looked like it a mini Pumpkinhead. It does kind of look like Pumpkinhead. It looks a, it has a, that aura. What did you guys think about this? So basically there's a big fight scene between this guy and Sam for about like 10 minutes, which is amazing, by the way. I love this entire this entire sequence. What did you think about the mask coming off? Were you guys for it? Were you against it? Uh, I was initially against it, but every time I've watched the movie since, I love it more and more. So I'm kind of the same way with it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I think I, it's fine. I, I like that he put it back on. If he didn't put it back on, it would have been unsettling for me. But eventually the mask goes back on and he continues on his way. I, thought it, was, just, I thought it was creepier with the mask on than it was with the mask off. Right? Definitely. But mask on and then mask off, you get a little bit of too much monster. But again, like every time I watch this movie, I like it more and more because it's like, yeah, there's my... You know, it was one of my favorite movies. There's my little pumpkin monster. (laughs) It's fine, dude. At this point, the movie is like, you're not watching this movie to be like terrified. You're watching this movie because it's fucking awesome and it's fun and it's it's scary enough. It's got enough gore. It's it's kind of a comedy. Like it's this movie's so good. At that point, I'm like, fuck it. Do whatever you want. Like, dude, I watched watched (laughs) Evil Dead 2 yesterday. And that whole movie, I was like, "Yeah, fuck it, do whatever you want." <laughs> we'll, we'll get we'll get to that review when yeah. we go through it. But it's like, it's, it's fine. It's fine. In some movies, it's fine. Some movies, it's like, dude, why did you do that? Like yeah. when, when you have like like a scary like demon or something in a movie that is scaring the shit out of you the whole time, then all of a sudden they take off its face and it's like some really bad, stupid creepers. Yeah, yeah, jeepers creepers, yeah. mama, whatever. It's like when you have those, it's like you you fucked up. In this movie, yeah. I'm like. It's fine. <laughs> We're having yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was fine with me. And the thing is, like, I, I think we could do this review for like three hours and I could talk about this movie because I love it so much. And the, the final twist is Sam doesn't even kill this guy. Right. So, like, Sam, um, oh, some of the Home Alone like stuff in that fight scene was good with like the, the candy being weapons and stuff. It's just so good. That it, everything is so good. It's just, just such a good movie. Yeah. Um, so he, this messed, is, he messed him up good enough. Yeah. And then you thought he was going to survive the ordeal. And then, you know, doorbell rings. And the final twist is all those kids are there because it turns out he was the bus driver. Right. And that was the final twist in the movie. And it all tie, it all ties back in. So we we're sitting here thinking that the bus driver died yep. with all the kids. And it turns out he had been living there the whole time. Because yep. he, he was paid off it. by the parents to do it. And maybe that's why he hated Halloween was because, you know, this was on Halloween. Kids had right. all their Halloween costumes. Of course, he doesn't want to be reminded of that terrible incident. Yeah. So I'm I'm a big fan of anthology movies with a bunch of short stories. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's some good ones out there. But to me, nothing ties all the stories together quite as well as this one does. And there's some, I think, Tales of Halloween, if I'm remembering off the off the remembering off my memory if i'm remembering correctly does a decent job of that as well you'll see um you'll see some stuff that happens in between and they tie together but this one in particular just does it to another level like it just it's just so well done uh, it does it so well that it's almost not an anthology right almost it, it almost didn't right. feel like it had to be i i do have to ask you guys i don't know if you guys know or not but they had 
alluded to a bunch of comics at the end of the movie in the credits. It, were these originally like three separate comics? Do you know? I don't know if they... I used to know this, and I don't remember it off the top of my head right now. I think some comics came out afterwards. Okay. If, if I remember correctly, but there are some comics. And I've I just been thought seeing, like almost like a Marvel movie where they show like, you know, the pages yeah. of a comic in the intro or whatever. This is kind of what they did in the... Um, I don't know. They might have done it in the intro as well, but I think they definitely did it at the end credits. Yeah, I think I think it was started off as like an homage to like Tales from the Crypt and those type of things where Tales from the Crypt was comics before it was a show. So that's what I would um, that's what I would uh, say they were doing there. So why don't we get into our review, our reviews? I'm guessing I know how this is going to go, but yeah. I'll just go ahead and say I'm five stars on this. Five stars. Yeah. Across the board, five stars. This movie's phenomenal. Go watch this movie if you haven't watched it yet. It's fun. It's Halloween season. This is one of the best every year i watch this this is this is the halloween movie for me it's like i i I watch this i watch nightmare before christmas with the kids like you know this is this is on my list of yeah i just watched that the other night with the kids i loved it so funny it's yeah this is on the list of horror movies you absolutely have to watch yeah and i've been seeing rumors floating around of a sequel coming out and normally like love it this this far off i would be like ah it's too late for a sequel not with this man. They can they can do so many fun things. You don't even have to call back to the. You don't even have to. They could do a completely over. different movie and call yep. it a sequel. A completely yep. that has nothing. It brings obviously you got to bring Sam back. They uh, right. So you know the director wanted Sam to be like, it was like you know uh, Easter has Easter Bunny, Christmas has Santa Claus, and you know right. the Leprechaun for. He's like, what is Halloween? Halloween doesn't have one. So he, he wanted Sam to be that. Hasn't quite got there yet, but he's well on his way. I think he's getting there. Yeah, um, maybe if the next one actually hits the fucking movies maybe they'll yeah. have a chance so i'm sure they've learned their lesson <laughs> you guys but, know that i collect the funko pops yeah one of the only funko pop i've sold it and i sold a lot of my funkos and got rid of them and the one that i regret still selling is my original sam funko pop even though i made a ton of money on it i'm just like wish i kept that one wish yeah. i didn't sell that original one um yeah. probably could have made was... more if you waited but yeah. yeah, you had to buy those cool red headphones. So now we're <laughs> set up to make some more stories. Speaking of which, we have to go live in seven minutes with an actual episode here. So let's wrap it up, gentlemen. That was a uh, trick, trick or treat, phenomenal movie. Five stars across the board. Uh, did we get a five? Did we all do five stars on what was it? Conjuring. Conjuring? Thought I, that might have been the other one. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll get into more of that as we continue on. But watch this movie. Watch this movie. Trick or Treat is one of the best. Anyways, that's going to do it for this horror movie review. Make sure you like, subscribe. If you jump on Patrons, we have a couple extra horror movie reviews here and there that you don't get on the podcast feed or on the main YouTube channel. So check us out. $3 is is the low tier and you get access to all the content. But until next time, we will catch you later. Peace.